Welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. Um, the name we're throwing around <laughs> there is... What was it again? Amateur Hour. Amateur Hour, because we don't know what we're doing. That We could be taking that from somebody else, though. So, you think so? It's not trademarked yet. There absolutely, more than likely, is a Amateur Hour podcast. But we we're going to steal it from the Kirk Proctor fan. Oh. Fans. Yeah. Fan group. <laughs> no, I like that. Proctorites. <laughs> I don't know. I Something like, like it. That. This week, get your tissues ready. <laughs> <laughs> this week, be ready to be depressed. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Setting it up. That's uh, funny. Terrible. However, that as a five makes me want to leave the room already. <laughs> He's facing the door, people. <laughs> he knows where the exit is. But we have with us on my right. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize I was on your right. I'm Taylor Brothers. <laughs> What do you do here? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm the Eastwood worship director. Also awesome. wears a man bun from time to time. Mm-hmm. Not today. Has a full beard. Letting it flow. No, yeah, your hair's down today. We should give, like, updates on Taylor's, Current you know. Hair situation. Yeah, for each podcast. <laughs> and and right now, it's down, brushed to the side. Looks good. I can dig curl this one. useful information, Little guys. curl? Yeah, I can dig this one. And well, on you want, Evans, For the audience, you want to paint a picture right. for sure. them. Yes. Right. On Evan's right, we have with us. Ashley. Berger. Ashley Berger? Sure. That's, is that right? No. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm the DeWitt Worship Director. Great. How long have you guys been attending Faith Church and been a part of Faith Church? They You're, introduced you first. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, uh, I guess mine's... I was here before, years ago, for about a year and a half, um, but I've the second time... Now, I've been here since last July, so like six or seven months or so. Yeah. Great. How about for you, Ashley? We started out at Eastwood, um, I want to say like 12 years ago, so we've been here quite a while. And then we opened the DeWitt campus. I started out as the uh, children's director there. So Awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. Very cool. All right. Well, why don't we uh, kick this off by you guys just sharing with the audience your understanding of a type four. What 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 are they like? What, what's the title for a type four? Stuff like that. Um, well, fours, as much as I don't want to admit it, we are very driven by our moods. Hmm. Um, if we're not in the mood to do something, we can put it off like nobody's business. And um, <clears throat> one thing that is tough for me at least is that we are very emotional and we can't help from emoting as Nate says. <laughs> um, yeah, That's it's a, a new word. verb that I use all the time now. <laughs> um, I can't control it sometimes, and that's one of the things that I dislike most about myself, if I'm being real. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. We See, four is <laughs> diving into the, the dark Here emotional space already. This is the thing I'm I don't like about myself. <laughs> right away. <laughs> In the description. Stop it. <laughs> All right, Taylor, what, what's a four to you? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you pretty much summed it up. Fours are... Um, I mean, intense creative, yeah, is the word. I didn't like the word intense. And then I was talking to Kelsey last night, my wife, and she, I was even like, am I really intense? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> I am not intense. She's like, okay. Um, you're right. To it. But, uh, but I mean, our, our feelings mean a lot to us, but our, our feelings are also, um, they change quite easily. Um, not that because we're like unstable, but just... 
uh, they just are very passionate about our feelings and they can go all over the place. And so we can chase them. Um, and we're just okay with, um, being in, in that space of, of chasing our feelings, whereas some people aren't necessarily okay with letting their feelings kind of dictate what they're doing or, or, or that kind of, yeah, I don't know. That'd be it's, me. It's hard to explain. That'd be me. Yeah. The type four Enneagram number is the rarest of all types. Did you guys know that? I Not until reading the book. Yeah, I was told. So if you could help us fill us in on what it's like to be and operate as a four. <laughs> That's a good question. It is a good question. Um, I so The way I'm going to answer is going to immediately start explaining a four, but I know that you guys are going to groan. We've been waiting for this, tight. though. We, we just, just so you know, sound effects <laughs> are, are free. Sound effects are free. Yeah, that's um, not, we all know Evan's been looking forward to this oh, podcast as he's so curious. I'm a wing four. I really am. Mm. Just, You're getting antsy. How do you squash it down, though? It you can fight it we'll like get nobody's there. business. We'll get there. All right, go for I, it. What um, you got? Fours, the thing they focus on, fours focus on what's what's missing. And so I feel like one of the hardest parts about being a four is just simply that immediately when someone asks me what is being a four like, my immediate response is, is to go to what do I not like about myself? What do I not appreciate <laughs> about my personality? What are what are things that I wish I could change? Um, but but so much of that is is being a four. We're we're introspective. Um, we're looking inwards, not because we want to throw a pity party, but because we want to understand like ourselves and how we fit into what's going on around us and what, what we could have done differently. Like it's just that self comparison thing is a huge deal. Yeah. Like we look at other people around us. Um, we can appreciate their gifts and talents, but then we think, whoa, well there's so that, that I'm not like, I don't have it. I'm missing it. I'm not, I'm not as good or I'm not, why am I even doing this? Cause I'm not yeah. them, you know? Yeah. So most days you operate in the sense of like looking at others and then trying to figure out how you fit in, how you measure up. Is that fair to say? That sounds very intentional. And I think for us, it's just our nature. Like we don't. Yeah. Like I'm one, I'm wondering where I fit into the universe. Hmm. Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't if that, and that sounds like, in a lost kind of sense. And it's not like, Oh my gosh, every day is the, is the worst thing ever, but just truly like, man, I wonder, I wonder, like, I wonder why I wonder like, what's, what's the purpose like of, of everything, like everything that happens, why, when I'm constantly running through that in my head. Yeah. I don't feel that way at all. Oh, okay. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the cool <laughs> thing about Enneagrams is like, not everyone is the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, even within the number, there's a broad spec- spectrum. So, yeah. But what, what were you saying about that? Well, I don't know. I tend to um, notice the beauty in things. I've I've kind of joked that Taylor's a sad four and I'm a happy four. I hope he doesn't hate me for saying that right now. <laughs> no, it's true. It's very <laughs> it's true. It's kind of true, though. Sad? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I just, I like to spend time in that reflection, but for the happiness or the beauty of it, not so much for intentionally wondering where I fit in or what I'm missing, but it's there. Like it's just in my nature to question that or to, before I take a step out and do something that I've always wanted to do, I like spend so much time trying to work up the courage and being afraid to do it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you have days where you wonder where you fit in? Oh yeah, for sure. 
It's just not like, it's like a subconscious thing. Like it's just always the underlying feeling, you know, feeling, of course. Um, but it's not, I don't always necessarily have it at the forefront of my brain trying to wonder that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's almost like that background what if. Yeah. Just like it's not it's not all encompassing, but every once in a while you just kind of like, I wonder what if. You know, like it could be anything. Hmm. I, I, I don't want to kind of describe you guys in a um in a disrespectful way so so hear my heart in this buckle but, up <laughs> <laughs> but i mean would you guys describe yourselves as moody being a four Ugh. <laughs> i mean myself Did I like a chord there was no, that, I hate oh, that. My, yeah i mean myself no but everyone i always talk to would say yes and so i would have to I would have to say at that point, and it doesn't I must, have to I must be like a negative moody. Right. It's and just it like because so you, negative. but yeah. you feel so deeply that it's easy to be swayed in all these different directions. Kelsey, is that puts true? It, Kelsey puts it this way: she does. She would say when she describes me as moody, she would say that my feelings are so passionate that they're overwhelming. Hmm. That's what she would say. My moodiness is. So you get fired up. Yes, I I express my my feelings no matter what they are in such crazy ways that people generally are just like i don't know how to deal with that right now oh yeah no i've seen that with you not in a, more in a funny way <laughs> well, we, a lot we, we, we make yeah. it funny yeah, well, <laughs> yeah but time. i mean like all of a sudden he's just like passionate and he'll stand up while he's talking he shakes a little like his that. hands shake a little <laughs> you can tell <laughs> No, it's awesome. It's cool to see you feel that way. But. So, can you guys tell us a story about being moody or passionate? If you want to describe or fired it that up. way, <laughs> whatever whatever the word is to you, without disrespect, can you guys share just a, a story? What's so, like? as an example, the other day you were pretty fired up, Taylor, about people messing with stuff on stage. You went from zero to a hundred. <laughs> when you get in that and thinking, even you're shaking your head right now because you could get right back there. I just <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, it's, it's it's, but it's even hard. Yeah, it's hard to explain because to try to verbalize anything that goes through my head at any given point is so mind. Because there's so much difficult. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Um, to put words to it, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Or e- or to even try and sort out, like in my own head, like what what makes me so passionate about certain things. Like to pick pick that apart um, is is so daunting. But I think that's also why sometimes I, I will spend the next thirty minutes after I'm upset about something, sitting there and being like, why does this bother me so much? Is it really worth me being this fired up about? And like, sometimes, yeah. And other times, no. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know that that's really answering your question, but it's, it's just hard to verbalize. Do you have a story of when, when there was a time that you can think like top of your head or whatever? If not, no big deal. We can move on. But people love story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a really um, amazing way to connect with people. How about you, Ashley? Do you have anything that comes to mind? I instantly do, but I don't want to share it. (laughs) It's so it's so deep and sad, though. (laughs) Oh man, Evan's gonna love it. Oh man. Um, No, so we I work a part time job on Mondays and Fridays at a physical therapy clinic, and I work in the admin office. Um, We do like patient accounts and stuff like that. And so while we're working on the computer, we always have music going, and music is like my life. Like I love music, as cliche as that sounds for a worship leader. 
But so I listen to it all the time and I, you know, we sing along or whatever. Well, this song by, um, oh gosh, Darius Rucker came on. I actually Hootie. think I already shared this with Evan. <laughs> but, and the Blowfish. Um, it was about how things won't be this way for long and it's about his little girl growing up too fast. And I started bawling my eyes out oh, just there, after I hung wait, up with oh, an insurance dear. carrier. like <laughs> In the middle of the office. In the middle of the office. And, See, that's where um, I may be a wing four, <laughs> but that is that that does not resonate with me whatsoever. Well, I did it quietly. It's not like I was like overly zealous about bawling. I just, you know, like my eyes leaked. And <laughs> so <laughs> they leak a lot, you know? <laughs> when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm frustrated, it just leak, happens. Guys. I can't help it. Um But so I'm sitting there and my coworker <laughs> was next to me and she looks over, she's like, Oh, wait are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this song just got to me. And I described it to her and I cried harder. And then it brought up other memories of, well, and then this just happened. And then, the, and like, it just all happened. <laughs> but then as quick as it happened, it was like, okay, and now I'm fine. <laughs> it just... See, that's the, the, God, I hate using the term, but for lack of a better word, the moody part where like, but I hate that but word. you swing though. And that's okay. Like that, that's I can one be of the, mo- I like to say I'm moved. Moved. I can be sure. moved oh, yeah. so Transition. deeply. Yeah. yeah. Like that's way better than moody. Moody sure. just sounds no, grumpy like and teenagery. And so I feel like I'm more mature than that. <laughs> I get moved get, a lot yeah. deeply. You yeah. That's moved, a really good word, actually. Yeah, you get Thank moved you, God. So much I didn't know. that sometimes you get moody. No. <laughs> Moofty. <laughs> Moving on. Moved-y. How about? I like that. New <laughs> no. word. No, Fours that's bad too. Nope. Next question, so please. So you tend to emote and then move. And then I move on. Sometimes quicker than others. Sometimes yeah. it takes a while. Yeah. How about for you, Taylor? Did something come to mind or would you like us to move on? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, of something specific. I feel like for me, my moodiness... So my me and Ashley are... are yeah, we talk about how we're different. Um, I lean a little bit more towards the wing five. So I'm me and Evan are similar in some ways. Um, but I'm, I'm more of an introspective, more of a, uh, I can't think of the word, not reserved, but when I get moody, I tend to isolate. Um, and so there's plenty of times when, um, I'll be, I'll be at home and I'll be in my office for hours and Kelsey will come in and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like I just, just need to be by myself and just deal with some feelings. There's times when she's come in and I've been on the floor just crying my eyes out. She's like, you're fine. I'm like, yeah, I just have some things that I'm just kind of working through. Like it's nothing to need to be. Con- yeah. Like, it's I don't such know. a better word. It really is. So, but then that's why it's like, it's, yeah, it's less of like a specific, like that's, that's fairly consistent for me that, 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 that happens. I'll tell you one thing that I absolutely love and appreciate about the fours, and it's already being reflected here, is how much you guys are willing to share. The fact that you are so emotionally aware of what's happening in the room to others, to yourself, whatever that is, you guys are willing to share, to open up about those things. So that's awesome, like just hearing you guys share these things. That was actually what I was most nervous about. I don't want to overshare and over like deep deepen everything like I don't I don't like to go there Nate's actually been coaching me that it's a good thing and it helps people to process their own emotions but I just sometimes it's also a burden I guess Mm -hmm. as a four because you do feel so deeply and then you wonder how it's interpreted or if you're just a nuisance or if you're a burden that's actually been 
one of my biggest things too is that I always feel like I'm a burden and you know actually through the prayer sessions that we have here with Michelle like that's when I started to really realize that it's okay and I've found some freedom to be who God created me to be so and I'm sure every four at some point too has had a, a situation where they not necessarily overshared. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's the correct term. But they've shared in such a passionate way that it's it's pushed people away. <laughs> the um, looks we get sometimes. Yes, and so and I I I totally get you with that. Where I'm like I I'm I'm actually very careful, which is interesting to hear Evan say. Like you're very open to to share. I'm I'm very careful about the kinds of things that I share with certain certain individuals because I know that. A lot of people, if I just start immediately going into how I really feel about things, they're going to be so caught off guard that they're like, I have no idea how to handle what, what he's putting out right now. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm happy to do it. I just, I, yeah, I'm worried that I'm going to share and then someone be like, that's too much. Yep, that's too much. <laughs> we also have so many of those, like he said, our minds move so quick. We have so many feelings that it's like, what do they actually care about hearing? Yeah. Like I'm like, it's that, you know, do they actually want to hear this or am I just, you know, yeah. annoying Evan? You ask us what's going on and we're kind of like, <laughs> well, where do we begin? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, speaking of emotional awareness, how do you see the evil one using... Uh, your emotional awareness against you, you know, using that as an attack to kind of hold you back from greater things. Tough question, but that's why I love to ask because ultimately this is um, what could speak the most volumes to other fours, help them become aware of how the evil one uses things against you Mm -hmm. and then they can go to battle against those things. Yeah. For, so for me, um, being a four, fours are, are, happy to that sounds weird are okay with sitting in um painful or um negative emotion um and i feel since i do that and since i do that so well that 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 can often turn into the enemy just saying like well you you actually shouldn't just feel comfortable like you deserve to sit here you should actually never come out of sitting in in feeling this way because you know what like there's there's so much wrong there's so much missing in your own life that like you might as well just stay there it's it's fine to be there so just stay there forever um and obviously when you sit in melancholy whatever um for too long like you can't you can't stay there for forever and so i think that's the thing that i constantly fit or constantly battle is that i'm i'm so okay with being sad that i just feel like the devil just says you know what yeah you know what you you almost you almost deserve to to be sad and i have to i have to fight that so i noticed uh ashley when evan asked that question your demeanor changed (laughs) like completely changed when that question came out what happened um, I, I don't know. I feel like, gosh, I feel, I always start everything with, I feel, right. um, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't know. I definitely see that like we're a target. I know everybody's a target, but I, maybe it's just cause it's me and that's all I've ever known, you know? Um, but I definitely feel like it holds us back from being who God's created us to be, um, the enemy just with that self-doubt and like because our moods as gosh it really just sounds immature but because our moods dictate 
how we do things or when we do things, we don't always grab at the opportunities that God is giving us. Like, yeah. um, you know, what the, like the position change that I've just had at the church from kids to worship, I've been feeling it for a couple of years now that, you know, something was coming. But if I wasn't in that mood and actually didn't have a seven who thought, hey, this would be fun, let's shove her in the office and have her talk to Kirk, <laughs> um, that, you know, it probably wouldn't have happened because... I can sit in that that waffling mm-hmm. because I'm fighting all of the emotions, the excitement, but then the nervousness, but then the self-doubt, but then the unworthiness, but like it all just floods, you know, and then it's like sometimes you drown in it. It's hard to pull out mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. um, I think that that's definitely like it. He keeps us squashed down and stuck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. No, that's good. And I mean, I just want to combat you saying like, oh, it feels so immature to say that. But like, it's really not. I mean, that's part of like your guys' superpowers is just being aware. And and again, not just of yourself, of how you feel and stuff. So like you, you called yourself out when you say, oh, I said I feel again. I never say I feel (laughs) like people around me have to push me to say, how do you feel? Stop telling me what you think. I always answer with, oh, I think blah, blah, blah. And so, like, that's just, like, one of your guys' gifts. Like, you guys feel. And I think it's super cool that the two fours that we have on staff are worship leaders. You guys love music. You're entrenched Mm -hmm. in it. You feel everything in a song. And that's reflected on stage when you guys are leading the audience in worship. That's what makes you guys such great worship leaders. People can feel um, or see, observe that you guys are truly in that moment feeling the worship with God. I love that. That did make me really happy to read in the book, that Road Back to You book, that um, he said that one of the best jobs for a four would be a worship director or worship leader role because you can feel the room too if they're not really into it. You can kind of move Mm -hmm. on or you can feel when you need to hang on in a moment and just have like a breath, you know, in the presence of God and um, so that was encouraging to read that too in his book. So can you tell when fives check out? Oh yeah, from the beginning. Like if you look at Evan right now, <laughs> no, you could tell. I'm no, just kidding. I am not checked out right now. He's just reading kidding. for what's next. The, uh, yeah, yes, he's preparing his next question. At, like, next questions, stuff like that. But, uh, I do but, wonder if he's listening all the time though, because I know he's preparing his response. Not not always. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I do check out here and there because I'm looking to what's next. However, you can tell by your eye rolls. However, <laughs> what's cool in this moment though is like to me, I love research. I love learning, and so like I'm learning a lot. This is almost research to me. Just hearing you guys. <laughs> talk about yourself so there you go we're under the i do knife. appreciate that however that if someone most... started crying right now i'm out ashley cry i'm quitting <laughs> that's <laughs> actually a way that it can be used though building. we are really good at their uh theater and like oh, dramatic yeah. reads sure, i, I actually that. remember a couple are, years yeah. ago we did a read in church that was about um Oh, it is well with my soul and the guy that wrote it and stuff. And Susan Mays was who goes to our church here. She was like, "How does Ashley cry every time? Isn't this our third time doing it?" But it just like it just it moves matter. me every yeah. single yeah, time, you and just it happens fake it each time. <laughs> no, it's not know, fake I'm though. Joking. That's I'm the problem <laughs> or the gift, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it was really funny to hear Evan. He's learning. But it's a thinking. Logically, he's able to sit <laughs> yeah. in the room. No, I'm not and feeling his <laughs> way well, through this. Well, I mean, we'll get more into it next week when we do our fives podcast. But like as a five wing four, um, I feel 
I just don't know what to do with those. And so when I see other people who are feeling, crying, whatever, over something that doesn't make sense to me, see, that's where my head and heart connect there. That's where I want to run. That's where I'm like, this This is weird to me. It's odd. It makes no sense. This shouldn't be happening. That's why he's always looking at us like we're aliens from other planets. (laughs) (laughs) However, if I'm sitting with someone and I'm counseling them and they're sharing like deep, uh, like wounds, hurts, things that they went through, to me, that in my head, of course, I'm going there, makes sense. So that's when I feel deeply and I can catch myself like, um, you know, reflecting their emotions. If they start crying, man, I'll, I'll start crying because that makes sense to me. Those feelings make sense. But when people are crying over something that's just odd, like a song <laughs> or something like that, that's where I'm out. <laughs> like I will check out. I will run. It makes no sense to me. So what? how do you guys react when you see someone crying? When you see someone emoting other than you, like what what is what goes through um, your thought process, feelings when you see that? So be, I've gotten more aware, maybe more mature. It depends on the situation. Sometimes I'll move away so that I don't get sucked in. <laughs> you, you know, will. like because I will. Oh, I totally right will. Um, people like if I if somebody if I notice somebody is looking sad or is crying. Like, I'll go and hug them, and before you know, I'm crying harder than they are. <laughs> like, and I actually, I served on the prayer team. Um, I work right now is interfering with that, but there was a lady that was not showing any emotion, and I was like in the fetal position, crying like a baby. And I'm like, I am processing everything for her. This is fun. Sure, I can do that, you know, but I couldn't stop it. Like, I feel so deeply. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's laughing uncontrollably, I can't help but laugh. Like, it goes with happy feelings and. That sounds like a challenge. Sad feelings. We no. Can get laughing. No. I feel a laugh coming on. No. Because <laughs> now I know you're just doing it to get me. <laughs> How about for you, Taylor? I yeah. I mean, I, I agree that empathy for me is is very easy. It's very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it makes me feel uncomfortable um, because I I almost. It, I, I'm, so I'm very, I'm very self-aware of how I'm coming across to other people. And I know, just like Evan says, that um, people can, can feel strange when they see someone reacting in a way that they, they don't understand. And so for me, that makes me feel really uncomfortable when I can get emotional in a situation where I feel like I shouldn't necessarily have any attachment to anything other than the fact that there's people feeling something in a room. And I, I know that's really vague. So like if I walked into a room full of people I didn't know, um, something terrible had happened and they were really, really upset, they were crying, like I would probably join with them. But I would know in that moment that that, would, that, that feels odd to me because they're probably going, why in the world is this dude we don't know crying with us? And I know that my my passionate emotional response in search of human connection could very possibly also make them be like, what, who is this weirdo? That's yeah. There's, there's all, there's a battle for that again, to where like, I will sometimes almost avoid human connection because I'm worried that the way I try to connect with people would be so, so bizarre and so crazy that people are just rather like, no, let's just not. I'd rather not. But again, I think that's also why, I can isolate myself a lot um, because I, cause yeah, I just, so that makes me curious on, yeah. on another um, point. And that is how do you know when someone gets you? So 
somebody understands me when I can get to really any any point in my passion levels, I guess you could say. And at no point do they do they feel like they have to start being like, okay, take it easy. Calm down. Like the or throw you a box of tissues. Yeah. Like the worst. And this, <laughs> I want to yeah, kick him right guilty. now. <laughs> and this, yeah, this is really to, to make I no apologize. one. This is to make no one feel bad. But truly, the <laughs> the worst thing you could ever do for a four when they're expressing something is try to get them to stop or calm down, because it will reinforce the idea that they're misunderstood, they're unwanted, mm-hmm. or that they're too much. Um, but and that, and that is a natural response for a lot of people. They're just like, I don't know what to do. Um, but that's that's where that's we where we don't know what to do either. Yeah, and that's where we go because we want, we respond authentically, and we can't we can be dis, disingenuous. But it feels so. I don't know. It just it feels wrong from the very core of our being to not be who we are feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Would you add anything to that, Ashley? I forgot the original question. How do you know when someone gets you? <laughs> she checked out. <laughs> I did not. I was in the moment with him. Um... So in the moment that you I honestly, out. <laughs> I was thinking, I had a response when you first asked Taylor. I, it's hard for me to know at all if someone ever really gets me. Like, mm-hmm. I've isolated myself in my own mind that I'm just weird and not understandable in a lot of ways. Like, so I'm always wondering, like, you know, that's that subconscious self consciousness that I was talking about earlier. Like, it's just kind of always there wondering if they actually do, you know, get me or like me or want to be with me, you know? There's always that the idea. That sounds so needy. Yeah. Well, there's always the idea that we're so different and we're always going to be so different that, that we're just going to live our whole lives that way. Mm-hmm. At least I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. I'm not sure how to transition out of that do you need a tissue you put some right by me i've got some for you that i don't understand so where were you going right there in that moment what what were you thinking yeah where were you going what's next (laughs) (laughs) the next question how we they was just going to things where i'm like i don't understand this not computing uh so story of my life a question for you guys um you know, according to the book, according to different types of research on the Enneagram 4, um, one of the things that 4s struggle with a lot is self-pity. Is that Does that resonate with you guys? Is that something that you guys catch yourself struggling with? Almost like the, the woe is me. I don't know. That's it. It feels like a weird question. Like almost like an attack in some way, maybe. But but that's kind but, of it. Like each week, we're looking at different like core sins stuff like that that um, each personality type can struggle with, and those are the areas that are are kind of ugly. You know, like yeah. my core sin is greed, um, hoarding. Like I hate that the sound of it. Seven's core sin is gluttony. Like no one wants those things, but one of the core struggles of a four is self-pity, the woe is me, because you're so wrapped up, caught up into your emotions and feelings that sometimes you get too introspective, too um, attached to your your personal situation. Okay. As you're talking, yes, I'm getting more clarity. Um, I can do that when I'm like, when it relates to my position as worship director, um, 
I'll watch other people and I'll marvel at their voice, like, oh, her range is amazing, or oh, he can share his heart and play the piano at the same time so well. I, I can't do that. And then it makes me like, it makes me um, get into that I'm not good enough place. I guess that would be self pity, right? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that thinking that, you know, I'm just not, I'm not worthy, I'm not whatever, yeah. I shouldn't be there, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, that I guess would be technically a self-pity place to be. And then every once in a while, I have a couple of people that I know I can call that will tell me something good about myself. Um, And so that helps me to like, you know, pull out of it, I guess. So. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for sharing. How about you, T? Yeah. So in in the effort to be ever introspective and in self-improvement, yeah, I mean, a a lot of that time is spent on... um, what went wrong? What what is not what's not right? What what could I have done better? Um, and that can very easily lead to a point where in the fours search for for significance to where constantly looking at at what didn't go right or what is missing, um, it's extremely easy to just be like, well, you know what? Nothing you're ever gonna do is ever gonna have any significance. Mm-hmm. So like why why even bother? Like, don't it it, it it can very easily like yeah, I know for myself it's I have to fight off almost like this feeling of just immense worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Like, and not, not just job wise, but like you're, you're, doesn't matter what, like yes. you, there's just something or someone that's always going to be better. So just stop trying. Right. Cause they should just be the ones to do it. And yeah. then we should just not. Yeah. You're not, you're not as unique. You're not What's as talented point? as you think you are. You're just you. So just don't try. Yep. So easy. Yeah. And that's something that's so heartbreaking interacting with you guys is like you guys are so difficult on yourselves. Not not necessarily on like other people. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen that from you guys, but on yourself. Two immensely gifted people in how they work, yet you guys are so unsatisfied with yourselves again. Like and that just drives me crazy because I'm like sitting here stinking love and worship, watching it the way you guys control the room with worship and, and usher all these people into the throne room. And like, you guys will walk away and be like, well, how was it? And I'm like, you kidding me? It was awesome. It was a great set. Like, what are you talking about? You guys are like, Oh, I just wish I could have. And it's like, no man, stop doing that. That's, that's the evil one attacking you. Do you know what? Can I, can I share something real quick? No. Um, (laughs) yes, of course. (laughs) Um, the, uh, I'm going to see if I can get through this. There's, I've, I've only seen Schindler's list once. And if you haven't seen it, there's a scene at the very, very end. Um, that is probably the most heartbreaking scene in a movie I've ever seen. Um, if you don't know what the movie is about, it's about, um, world war two and the Holocaust. There's a guy, I can't remember his first name, but Schindler, um, he had a lot of money and basically purchase people out of concentration camps to get them out of, um, what was going on. Um, it was called Schindler's list. It was, I had these names of these people. Um, and at the very, very end, there's a scene in the movie where he is with all the, the people that he's gotten out of these camps. Um, and they finally found out that the war is over and he, uh, he starts to look at his car and he says, I could have sold that mm-hmm. and I could have gotten more. And he looks at all these things around his house and he says, I could have sold that. I could have given more. I could have done that. And everyone says, no, no, no. You did enough. You don't have to keep thinking about 
what more he could have done. But that's, that's me. I'm always, I can never see what I've done, but I always see what I could be doing. Hmm. That's good stuff. What's it like to hear that, Ashley? I'm fighting not to grab the tissues next to me. <laughs> well, of course, of, Evan's going to throw it at us. Part of me, it, it kind of um, breaks my heart to hear that. We're not trying to set up an environment where you don't have to be your four. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to judge that. There's something. It's beautiful. not you guys, though. That's like our life. Like everyone looking at us like that, you know. It feels shameful for some reason. Yes. Well, and, yeah. I was going to go somewhere that I probably shouldn't because I don't know who's going to be listening. (laughs) There was somebody in my (laughs) life that would always make fun of me because, oh, Ashley's crying again, you know. Yes, you, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's self-conscious. Ooh, I kind of like that. (laughs) Um, No, but, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, That... Oh, I should have said this. This is what I thought in my mind that I wanted that God wanted me to say and I didn't say it right or I said it too fast or I like back to the leading worship and that's how we feel like we should have done this. We should have done that. She should have done that cuz it would have been better. Like that's just always there. Always always. I I'm so grateful that you shared that your vulnerability there because like there's something that w- the head triad, which we don't talk about triads very much in here. There are triads. Um, you guys are obviously in the obviously in the heart triad, but in the head triad, there's something that we miss and we shortcut authenticity by thinking logic has it all. Oh yeah, all the time. And it's not. That's not the answer whatsoever. If it can be proven in an IQ, if it can be proven through knowledge and intellect, it has nothing to do with the heart. <laughs> it's missing a ton. And it might be sound and logic and thinking, but it's so it's it's half the equation. So that's why I love hearing from you guys. My my um, oldest um, Blake, he's a four, and so there are times where I just I don't get it, but he's forced me, <laughs> not like purposely, mm-hmm. but it's like I stepped into more of a reality, more of often like an authentic um, authentic conversation with him than I have with any other person, you know, it's like, it doesn't happen that way. And so it's just, it's cool. You move the room (laughs) in your moodiness, even though it sounds maybe shallow and we're not trying to describe it just by a box or a a one thing. We're we're literally moved by your emotions. It opens up other people. If they're willing to accept it, great. If not, you know, who cares? Move on, you know, but it's you. And I I really appreciate that. So thank you for, for sharing and, and, um, that's that's it's hard to map questions around a you know getting to a four yeah. because it's all about heart, mm-hmm. and so what can we learn? Like what's something? We have a couple of the questions, and we're going to go into like more of the healthy and stressed. But I want to I want to stay in this moment just a little bit longer. What's something we could learn, grasp, take advantage of a little bit more in our own um, life to embrace that authenticity more? There's, there's a healing that only comes from pain when you've acknowledged it, knows where it comes from, and, and can deal with it. And I've talked with so many people over the years who have, are still just holding on to something from forever ago that they've just never allowed themselves to 
forgive themselves of or forgive someone else of or just something they've never even acknowledged to say i'm i'm holding on to this pain um and that's that's not something that i've i've i felt like i've had to to deal with because that's all i ever do um and i yeah i know it, that that's what breaks my heart is that there i i know people who are are to what seems like to me willingly allowing themselves to carry around these these hurts and these guilts because they just won't take however long it takes to just sit in it and work through it what have you actually um again can you repeat the question i'm sorry it's just something shortly i will try my best um <laughs> it's more or less what can we learn that's right from that often authentic i can't say the words at all but the authentic place where you guys go so easily what can somebody who fights that runs from that what can we learn from from how you guys do that what can you learn from it um on the God side, like that's how he created us to be, to have emotions. You know, it does say that Jesus was in such angst that he was sweating blood, that he, you know, he wept when his friend died. Like he had all the feels just like <laughs> we were created to have and it's okay. Like, and I'm talking to myself right now as much as anybody else. Yeah. It's okay to to feel and to have that. Um, what are you fighting right now? What am I fighting right now? I, I feel sad that. all of a sudden right now. Hmm. Um, I see all the looks that I've gotten in my past. People looking at me because they don't understand. And it's very isolating. When I first, um, when you first asked that question, I thought it was, how can we... Um, like what can we do to not stifle a four? I thought it was more of a, like a you reacting to us kind of thing. And that's the thing, like don't react in a weird way. <laughs> so. No, I mean, that's I'm rolling my the, eyes again. <laughs> that's one of the beautiful things about a four. I, I've heard the, uh, um, you know, the backpack analogy when it comes to pain that, you know, we put all of our pain inside this backpack and we just carry it around with us everywhere we go. And fours are particularly good at opening up that backpack and reaching in and seeing what that pain is, what that's in there. And they are able to pull it out of that backpack, um, feel it, move it, uh, handle it, sometimes tangibly. Um, and they're able to carry it with their hands rather than their back, which means that they are then able to pick it up, set it down when they need to hmm. because they can feel it. And they're okay working through these things. And it's not like they love to sit in pain, but they're okay with it. And, and so, like, that's that backpack analogy. And so much of us, we just keep that backpack shut, zip shut. That, that's where I'm at. And uh, fours are really good at actually taking it out and looking at it, viewing it. And when it's actually in your hands, when you name and claim that pain, you're actually able to do something with it then rather than just keep it on your back always. And just like you say, it's mind boggling that we're okay sitting in that. It's crazy that people can even not to me, like until actually until studying this and reading the books and hearing the different personalities, I didn't realize that people didn't actually 
feel, you know, like that they could squash it down. Like I've watched you, Evan Bibb, squash <laughs> down, and you're like, oh, I'm squashing that one right down. But that's like the thing, not like, to get emotional. Right. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, you you feel you absolutely. It just every, happens. Every single person feels. They just feel it differently at different right. levels, stuff like that. And fives just don't. I like just never knew there to... was a backpack. <laughs> where do you where do you purchase <laughs> that backpack? Yeah, exactly. How can I get one? <laughs> what kind of backpack is it? <laughs> going to need to be pretty big. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's, yeah, there's not Go. a, yeah. Anyway. Fours, when they're healthy, they move to a one. When they're unhealthy or stressed, they move to a two. How have you seen this in your own lives? And a one is a perfectionist. Yep. And a two is a helper, just to remind the audience. I know for me, um, I, when I'm, healthy and I'm in the right mood, I can do really cool projects. Like I, that creative, that made me happy. Like Taylor didn't love the intense creative. I loved that title, probably more out of all the other ones because I love to be creative and to create. And when I'm like on, I can be on and I can get it done and I can do it well. And that helps my sense of self-worth, you know? Um, and like when people see the things that I've done and then they comment, like that does, that builds me up and makes me feel good. Um, but when I'm not healthy or I don't sense people valuing me, like I'll do more and do more and do more to try to get them to see me. And I don't think I do it intentionally, like trying to manipulate that, but that's just my way. Like I want to do more, to do more, to do more, to make sure that they know that I'm there or that I care or whatever it is. Like, I just want to help in that way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What about you, Taylor? I, I would agree. I feel like this. I feel like I have more examples of when I go into my unhealthy too. Unfortunately, um, just because I've, I've spent a good portion of my my younger life there. Um, but same for for one. Like my wife is a one, and so I just know that when and it's, interestingly enough, so when she's also healthy, she goes to um, ones go to fours when they're healthy. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I thought healthy. it was another unhealthy. No, it's opposite. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. you go to one healthy, she goes to four. Right. Unhealthy. So yeah. there's been times when we've we we've switched, and that's that's very interesting. To when I'm doing really well, then um, I can just see where I become very detailed. Um, I'm able to. I've, I'm not very task oriented by nature, um, but if I'm like pumped about yeah a project, or if I'm just like in a really good spot. Um, I have a lot of people like cheering me on or whatever. Yeah. Like I can just really buckle down and get things finished. And then when I'm not, I become so absorbed with making sure everyone else is taken care of to ignore what's going on in my own life that it just like compiles to an unhealthy proportion to where I don't even like listen to my own advice and I'm just concerned about doing it for everyone else. That's, yeah, as that's you were been. talking, it reminded me that I'm a procrastinator as well. Sometimes to get me in the mood is that overlooming last 10 minutes before the deadline. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and then we do it really well and yeah. it gets done. <laughs> but we add stress that doesn't need to be there yep. because we wait so long. But that one comes out in those last 10 minutes before mm -hmm. the deadline. <laughs> so would you guys say you need pressure? I, I, I think it helps yeah. us to get into that mood of getting things done. Yeah. Pressure, like pressure is good for anyone really at, you know, on some level. For me to feel like this is going to sound strange. So again, fours want significance. For me, if if something doesn't have pressure attached to it, then it must not be important. 
Hmm. If there's if there's no risk of it, like of of it not turning out well, and then you're like, oh well, whatever. Then like must not have been that imp- important. Um, and so yeah, it's a little bit manipulative in like pr- the proca- procrastinating sense. Um, but yeah, like I like that pressure of like, oh, this could go wrong because that means that there is there is an, an importance attached to it, and I want I want to be involved with something like that. That's real good. Uh, what what about your guys's wings? So you're either a, a number above or below yours. Mm-hmm. So you guys are either a three an achiever or a four an invest or sorry five investigator. Do you guys know what your wings are typically? Mm-hmm. At least I do. It, for okay. me, it's situational. <laughs> it's situational. It depends. Was I supposed um, to answer? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't I think, a yes. I think no. you I do. I do. Move on. You are correct. <laughs> do you want your turn back? Because you can go right now. No, if you want to. I, it's, <laughs> share share your point. wings, or at least, Ashley, you're saying you go to both a lot. Like, share what your wing is and how you see it played out, or when you see each wing played out. Or if you drink Red Bull. <laughs> no, Red Bull doesn't actually give you wings. Yeah, Those are not the wings it's we're true. talking about, Nathan. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> wow, that shut down real quick. That's cool. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it to him before. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm more of a wing three. I like to have the goals and achieve them. And because I want that significance, like I involve myself in things, probably only in things that I think are significant in some way for someone or for the big picture or, um, it doesn't matter where it is. Cause I like that achieving that goal. Um, but then sometimes I get into the research mode. I think it, <laughs> it depends on my mood. Ugh. <laughs> it depends on my mood. If I'm like, you know, if I'm that person, um, in the group effort or whatever that needs to be the researcher, then I can, and I enjoy it and I'll get it done, you know, that well, way. Does that make sense? Yeah. But fives aren't just like known for how good they are at researching. Like, no. Like everybody does research more. It's more so like they're just in their head. They're in their head. They're stuck in up there thinking, processing, not sharing stuff like that. Do you catch yourself doing that? I do sometimes. I'm there less, I think, than okay. the other one. Sure. But I do. I do. Yes. I would say yes. So I yeah I have both. Yeah, I don't, and everybody does. Yeah. But yeah, generally there is one that you spend more time in. Yep. What about you, Taylor? I'm definitely wing five. Okay. I, um, <laughs> I, another yes. So <laughs> honest, oh, no. so honestly, which sounds like a five answer. See what I mean? Fives don't want to share. And I, exactly. I was going to say honestly, that is a lot of a lot of that is like it is very easy for me to just kind of be like. Yeah, I don't feel like going into that right now. And uh, you apparently it, don't right now. Well, it's it's very because so if I like a five, if I, I a four wing five is interesting. They're called the free spirit. I've seen um, referred to as, which is interesting because the fives like to be prepared, and the fours just kind of want to do whatever is like at is is authentic at the time. So I'm constantly at this weird battle with myself. Where I'm like, I want to share, but I've not processed through it myself so i don't even know how to begin how to start to talk to this about people um so it's very easy for me to just not want to um share my feelings with others till i've dealt with them which is dangerous because i i can potentially not deal with my emotions for a very very long time um and so i i have to push back to sometimes be like nope i need i need to start talking about this because I might not have finished thinking through it, researching it myself, but um, people, yeah, people need to know. That's good. 
I, I thought of a random question that, um, unless Nate has more that we could potentially end on, but just to help other fours out there, do you guys ever find yourself kind of like repeating, uh, a constant prayer or something like that to God, a way that you reach out to him to help you in your fourness. Does that that make sense? Like, is there a particular way that you connect with God as you're feeling deeply and you're wanting to work through it and, or maybe even find healing or whatever that is? Is there a particular thing that you connect with God uh, in a special way a, a certain prayer I bet Taylor's answer is going to be yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) That was actually going to be my answer. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) It's fine if you, because I I know I just kind of sprung that one on you, but. Or processing. (laughs) We both have like this pensive look. I'm looking at the ceiling right now. Um, I, I don't know that I would ever say that I have. One one thing. It depends on the mood. Yeah. So <laughs> so for me, I can always I can always go back to music and mm-hmm. and like That's I'm not even necessarily say. saying like just worship music. It could be anything. There's times that I will literally put on classical music because I'm stressed, and that might seem very strange. I don't seem like the classical music type, but I know what classical music makes me feel, um, and so I can do that and and that that is enough for me to be able to acknowledge like Ashley talked about forever ago like the beauty and talent of of these musicians that are putting together this amazing thing that just um yeah it's just allows me to to connect and um worship music is also big but yeah there's never any one song mm-hmm. because i don't feel like i've ever yeah the the thing that i need to be reminded of is usually not the same Right. Sure. For me, it's when I sit at the piano. I have a piano at my house and I'll sit down and play anything. Like I'll be having a really, I have three little girls that are uh, one six and the other, the twins are eight. And um, if it's like, they're just going crazy and I'm like going to lose my mind, I'll sit at the piano and it like brings peace. Like I'll play whatever we're going to play on Sunday or a song that I just heard, or I'll look something up on like my guitar tabs and just learn a new song or um, it's it's music related for me as well. So that's awesome. Nate, any other questions? Knowing what you guys know today, what would you say to someone um, who's just finding out they're four? How would you encourage them? <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> well, I asked the question because I'm curious too. There's another reason. One, um, I don't know why I said one. It's not a list. But one of the reasons is um, fours have a hard time determining if another person is truly a four mm. because it's an individualistic thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I'm still I not that convinced so... that Taylor's a four. Wow. No, I'm Here kidding. I'm I kidding. Just was wondering. That's oh, my what word. I was wondering. That's actually Four? how I first reacted when I found out he was a four. <laughs> is and when he I really? found out I was, I was like, oh, I think I'm the only one on staff. <laughs> and then Taylor's like, I'm a four. I'm like, oh, no. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, but like, honestly, knowing a lot more about a four now today. You both do. How would you encourage other fours? I mean, I guess don't, don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so easy to just feel like, um, the things that we feel are worth being shameful of or that, um, the, the common things we do in life are also shameful. 
like I, at least I fall into that all the time that I feel like I have to be doing something big, important, and that the the tiny little things are are un, unimportant and therefore aren't worth my my attention, or that if I'm only doing little things that I should feel ashamed for managing and dealing with with those sorts of of things. I think I would say too is have fun with it. Like I've, I when I was reading the chapter on our number, um, like the hairs on my neck were standing up. It was so accurate. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's it's just been so fun to discover. Oh, that's why I do this, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the book is the end all be all, or that being caged in as a four is all you are. You know, yeah. we all have different parts of all of the numbers, but. Um, but like, have fun with it. I don't like. Well, let's go to lunch and we'll talk about how our fourness and Taylor and I point out all the time our fourness to each other. Like, oh, you're a four. Yep, you are. You know, like, um, just yeah. It's just kind of it's fun. I don't know. Great. It's yeah. cool to see our uniqueness in that way. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much mm-hmm. for just sharing, opening up. Um, Thank you, honestly. Evan and Nate. <laughs> No, it was that was no, stellar. It was a great. I just great think like session. This one out of all the ones we've done so far, we've gone to the most places. It mm-hmm. feels like the dynamic of the room has shifted. <laughs> that the is most. life as a four. That's, and that's the awesome. giftedness. Yeah, that's awesome. No, okay, I'm giftedness go take a of a nap. four. <laughs> Evan's exhausted. Yeah, it's one. lunchtime. <laughs> Time to eat. <laughs> to do even something. even in my my wing five, I'm I'm at the same point where I'm like. It's lunchtime. <laughs> it's time to be done. Enough with the motions. But no, no not for real not though. Like, done with the motions. Just... That was just awesome. And there's no doubt in my mind that whoever's listening to this podcast, whether they're a four, they know a four, they don't understand fours, whatever it is, like you guys brought them closer to God's heart for you guys, mm-hmm. for the world, for whatever it is. Um, so just thank you guys for doing that. It was awesome. Cool. That's cool to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this podcast was brought to you by. Oh, I just hit a mic. <laughs> wow, wow, like a Man. Sweetwater, because now we need a new mic. <laughs> and they, they they also include candy. And they do in every purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I was trying to like set up a <laughs> fake commercial, but it didn't work. Yeah, it, no, no, that was a fail. Instead, I almost knocked something over. I just need to stop <laughs> doing stuff. But yeah, close no, this out, Nate. Don't feel that way, Evan. Don't tell me what to feel. <laughs> Just because you own feelings doesn't mean you get to control everybody. It's no, trademarked. Trademarked. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There's well, your commercial. It's an honor to sit here with you guys, and I just hope that this has added value, has brought people to other places, and most importantly, um, helped in any way for them to fall more in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.